I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Every five minutes, someone dies while waiting for a compatible donor heart, liver, or kidney. On a remote island in Lake Superior, a team of geneticists strive to engineer an animal with human-compatible organs, thereby saving millions of lives. But these ancestors are not the docile herd animals they envision. Instead, the project spawns something big, something evil, something hungry. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling novelist Scott Sigler is available for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels, and this is The Real Haunting Podcast. Hey, everyone, and I'm JJ Crable. Hey, guys, and I'm Kat. And today we have a guest on. It's Rob. It's another person that was kind enough to come on and join us from Reddit, story that I saw that I thought would be kind of interesting to bring to our audience. Rob, you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Real excited to share some of my recent stories here. But yeah, I'm Rob. I, I just turned 30. I'm in the uh, greater Maryland area and excited to share some of this cool stuff that's been, that's happened. Cool. Happy birthday. When was your birthday? Um, yesterday. Ah, oh, wow. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And Rob, if I remember correctly in your post, do you have a baby on the way too? I do. I do. Yeah. So we, after a long uh, two and a half year journey with my wife and I going through different things, we were able to, um, you know, cross the finish line and um, we are at four months today. Um, So it's been been a fun process over the last couple of months. Awesome. Well, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, before we get into your uh, story, Rob, just uh, kind of a general question we ask all our guests. Uh, if you had to rank yourself on a scale of one to 10, one being absolutely do not believe in ghosts and 10 is yes, 100% ghosts are out there. Uh, where would you rank yourself? Yeah, um, great question. And, and I think if it's okay, um, you know, I, I'd love to kind of paint a picture um, as to why I'm kind of where I'm at in that ranking. Definitely. Like, you know, I'm, I'm just a regular guy, corporate America job. I'm not involved in like any paranormal community outside of posting what I did on Reddit. So I don't go out looking for it. You know, I grew up in a religious household, so I'm just a normal dude. But over the course of really the last 20 years or so, I'd say it's 
Uh, it's been kind of interesting to say the least, kind of weird, kind of fun, but I'm at like a 7.5 to eight as far as like, there's definitely on the, like leaning towards the, the higher scale. So like 7.58 is where I, where I'd rank that. Yeah. All right. It's high. And was that um, kind of where you would have placed yourself before this incident happened or has that, has, you know, whatever this incident has been, has that like kind of bumped you up the scale? Oh, definitely. Yeah. So um, the most recent one is, is the lady that's been kind of perusing my in-laws house that we've, um, that we've, uh, I haven't seen, but my in-laws have seen. But before that, I would definitely say I'm like kind of on like the four to five. I had some like weird stuff happen when I was a kid through my teenage years and then it kind of died down a little bit. But since this, uh, my in-laws have seen this lady, um, it's definitely ticked back up a bit. And Robin, your post, you refer to her as the woman in black. Before we jump to what's been going on at your um, in-laws house, can you kind of walk us through some of your early experiences with the supernatural? Yeah, for sure. So um, I think I, I had my first experience um, actually like acknowledging a spirit right around 10. And, you know, prior to that, like a spirit thing or anything tied to a spirit or a soul was religious, right? So growing up in a religious household, it's like when a person dies, their spirit or soul goes to heaven or hell, right? So like weird stuff was happening like around, you know, as like a child that I couldn't really comprehend. Um, but the one that really sticks out is when I was 10 years old. Um, and we moved from my parents, my sister, and I moved from a townhome community up to like an old farmhouse, like late 1800s, it was like 1891 is when the house was built. And so there's a lot of creaks, a lot of weird noises throughout the house, right? But really what the strange thing that happened was, is after a few nights of staying in my new room, um, which I was excited about, by the way, right? Coming from a townhouse, small room, I'm 10 years old. I finally got this like huge room. So I'm like super pumped to be in this new house with a bigger room. Um, but it felt like I was like being watched, right? So every night kind of like uneasy feeling, but what would happen is, is every morning for like a week straight, things would be rearranged. Pictures would be off the dresser. Toys would be out of the toy chest. Games would be open. Really strange stuff. And I really didn't think too much of it um, just because I was like, okay, maybe it's my sister coming in. Maybe it's my parents. I don't know, right? So what I did was like, I was like fascinated uh, with Home Alone at the time. So remember he was like trying to outsmart everybody and like try to catch everybody red-handed. So I wanted to do that, right? Like I wanted to be Macaulay Culkin of my house trying to figure out who's moving my stuff. So what I did was, is I set up like a, um, I guess I would describe it as like a block, like maybe it's like wooden block houses in front of my door. So like if somebody were to come in, the, 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 the blocks would get knocked over. So things were still getting moved, right? Door wasn't opening, blocks weren't falling down. I would set up these, these blocks, right? These block houses. One night it was Legos because everybody knows what it's like to step on Legos, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm trying to catch whoever's coming in my room like red-handed messing with my stuff. So I played this like kind of cat and mouse game for really like these first few weeks. But where things kind of got a little too real for me was um, one day when my parents and my sister, uh, my parents took my sister to some HOA meeting that was happening in our, in our new development. And the plan was, was you know, they're going to go out around 12 o'clock, go to this meeting. And when they come back, we were all going to go to lunch. So my job was to be showered and ready to go for lunch. It was like my first time staying at home by myself. So like, I was like, all right, I got to make sure I'm ready here. So I go into the bathroom and I start to shower and um, 
I'm in there for maybe like two or three minutes and I hear this loud bang. And before I can like peel back the curtain, the bathroom door swings open, hits the wall and all my, my bedroom door is open. The blocks are all over the floor. And I was like, okay, you know, older house, little gusty, maybe big gust came in, but the, and I'm getting chills talking about it. Um, the thing that freaked me out the most was that my sister's little red stuffed teddy bear that wasn't in my room, it was in her room, was sitting at the entrance of the bathroom door. So it's like, <laughs> I felt like in that moment, like everything made sense as to why I felt like I was being watched during, you know, night. And like, for some reason in my head, I thought, oh my God, there's like this little girl that wants to play and finally got out. She was going through my stuff, didn't like any of my toys, didn't like any of my games. But as soon as she got out, she went right to my sister's room and grabbed this red bear and was like, hey, let's play with this. So at that point, to me, it's like, I felt like I was trying a little over my head a little bit, right? Like trying to connect too hard or trying to communicate too hard. So I kind of dialed it back a little bit just because it was, it was a little too real for me at that moment. And, and similar things started happen, happening over you know, the next few weeks. But as I toned it down, the experiences kind of became less and less. Um, and unfortunately, two years later after we you know move into this house i'm having experiences similar to this one um my parents got divorced so nothing was really happening but as soon as my dad left the house that's when things started picking back up again and um it's funny because i, I was talking to my mom before we came on here and um we used to call this little girl molly like molly would hide stuff is what we would say so i remember one time when i was 15 um i had this baseball tournament so we were getting ready for this baseball tournament and i couldn't find my baseball glove anywhere and I just yelled, like, <laughs> really loud. I was so frustrated. I was like, oh, my God, Molly, stop moving my stuff. Um, and maybe threw a few cur uh, curse words in there. I was super upset because it was going to be late with my glove. And ever since then, like, she never touched any more of my stuff. And I was like, I don't care if you touch my mom's stuff. I don't care if you touch my sister's stuff. Don't touch my stuff. Wow. And, um, yeah, so, like, my mom's still in the house. So she, um, she misses, she, like, loses her keys all the time. She's like, oh, my God, Molly, you know. Molly's moving stuff again and, and all this stuff. So, um, but the bathroom incident, uh, like the showering is that was, that's when I knew like, Oh my God, like there was something in here. And that's really where I like started picking up and kind of leaning into my sensitivity of feelings and things out there and, and everything like that. I think I missed the part about her name. Did you guys just name her Molly? Yeah, we just threw out a name. Um, I don't know where that came from, but it, it was um, it's just what I named her was Molly. And, you know, I can't think of, as I reflect on this, like I can't think of, you know, a reason as to why we picked that name, but that's just what it was. So when's the last time you had like an interaction with Molly? Do you still like, inter like feel her around when, when you visit your mom? Yeah, when... So I, get, I visit my mom probably not as much as I should, but when I do, it's, it's, yeah, you, you definitely feel her there. And especially when I go back into my old room, um, like when, I, when we moved into the house, there was another kid that actually had the, the room that I was staying in or living in. Um, and he had like race car stripes at the top of the wall and just like painted different colors. Um, and I think one of the reasons, you know, why 
she was getting a little upset or a little, I guess, rambunctious. Is, and I, you know, I don't know this for sure, obviously, but what I've read is like any, any sorts of change can upset the things, the spirits out there. When we first moved in, each wall was a different color. And there was like, it was very kiddish, right? I'm 10 years old. I'm like growing up. I'm the big brother. And, you know, I wanted to be cool. So we, we changed it a different color and we redid a lot of stuff in, in that room. Um, and I think, you know, when I go back there, yeah, I definitely feel, I definitely feel her there. Um, in, in short, for sure. Um, and then in the basement as well. So it's, it's weird. I mean, there's, and I was talking to my sister and she said that, you know, she would have um, different stuffed animals kind of fall at her feet. Um, so I definitely think, you know, we, we were talking, we were like, yep, that's Molly. Molly wants to play. Now, have you ever been able to research the home and see if anything ever happened before you guys moved in? So the, the research that I found, it's, it's nothing exciting. It's nothing like, Oh my God, this is, this is definitely her, you know? Um, I know it's with it being on older house, um, the, the, the grounds around it have experienced a lot of change. I, you know, I touched on that HOA meeting. We, there was a lot of new construction that happened there before I moved out about 10 years ago, 11 years ago. So um, there's just a lot of different things happening that on this land that once was a few neighbors and now it's like, it's like a regular community now. Um, but outside of that, you know, the, I know a lot of families lived in that house, um, over the course of since the 1890s. So nothing in particular, like I said, nothing exciting. Um, so, but I just think it was a little girl that for some reason was just stuck in that house. Your sister, does she still believe that all that happened? Like, did they share that same belief that you have? Oh yeah. So, uh, me, my mom and my sister all, all feel that. So my dad, um, he doesn't necessarily believe in either God, um, demons, spirits, anything like that. But my mom, um, you know, coming from a, a hard Catholic background believes, you know, obviously God, the demon, and then like the, or the devil and then the demons that work alongside the devil. Um, but she was, a little, she was becoming a little more spiritual um, at the time of the divorce. So I think that kind of fueled Molly's behavior is that my mom was like super spiritual at the time. Like I said, I was never super big into like ghost spirit. The only like ghost I knew about were like ghosts that kids would dress up as for Halloween. Like I wasn't even like to me, just growing up Catholic, it was, you know, once you die, you go to heaven or you go to hell. You, you don't hang out too much here. Um, so this was like, I was trying to, you know, be logical about all of the things happening, um, especially the bathroom door opening and, and all that stuff. But, you know, we just couldn't figure out why. Um, but yeah, my, my sister, my mom and myself are, are, you know, we believe in all that stuff. And, you know, my mom says that, you know, picture frames are moving and oh, it's Molly redecorating and, and all that stuff. So she set up a, a security, um, like a ring and inside security to try and catch stuff. And it's nothing like we can see stuff, but it's nothing like, oh my gosh, like there's, there's Molly, you know? Just like little subtle things happen. Right. And um, you also posted a story about a scratching noise in a closet. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So the the Molly instance was one of my earlier ones. The, the scratching happened um, about ten years later. And now that I'm like thinking about this out loud, like it seems like impactful things happen every ten years. So Molly was ten. Uh, the next instance um, when I was, was when I was twenty. This time living with my dad, um, the scratching was super sketchy. And this was really the only um, uncomfortable experience that we had or I had. Um, so my dad was in a, in a newer house, new wife. Um, I moved in with him when I was 18. And at the time, um, 
I was working at a restaurant going through school. So working in the restaurant, I'd come home around like two, two thirty, and come in through the side door and hang out in the basement for like an hour or so and then go up to bed. Um, I couldn't hang out in the basement much longer than that. Cause it was like that super uneasy feeling and nothing like it was with Molly back, back when I was a kid. Um, this was like super weird. Like this was uneasy. And like, even my wife, when we first started dating, um, you know, we would hang out in the basement. She would have, she'd be like, okay, I, we can't hang out down here. It's just it's super weird. And she's not sensitive to stuff like this at all. So for her to pick up on that, made me feel like less of a crazy person, if that makes sense. So um, for three months in a row, towards the end of each month, um, and I would keep journal entries on it because it was, I got to the point where I could time it. So the, the scratching would start. Now my sister and I shared a wall, our bedrooms shared a wall. Um, and the scratching would start out in the basement and make its way up in between the wall of my sister and I. And it was, it was sketchy, man. It was, it was really, really odd. Um, and it wasn't just, it, I, you know, I currently live in the country now and there's, you know, sometimes mice that get in and it's, it was nothing like this or nothing. The mice aren't anything like that. It was, it was really weird because they would go up the, the length of the wall and then also the height of the wall and, and keeping in mind, it would start out in the basement and work its way up to the second floor back and forth, back and forth, just deep scratching. And, you know, I've heard mice and they're, they, they kind of, uh, you know, tap dance or, or tip tap through when they walk. This thing was, wanted to make its presence presence known. Uh, the the one time um, that really freaked me out the most, um, I was having a conversation with my dad earlier that day. And I'm like, look, don't be freaked out if I like barge in your room and want to sleep on the floor because I think the scratching is going to happen that night. He's like, yeah, whatever. So it eventually did happen that night, and it was deeper and it was louder. Um, my dresser was up on that wall and as the scratching progressed from the basement in between the walls, it was just getting deeper and deeper. It sounded like claws were sinking in on the wall. And, um, it got to the point where the dresser started shaking the, there were picture frames, uh, pictures and just like clothes on the dresser that were, um, falling off uh, on that wall. I had um, two guitars that actually fell off the wall as well. And when they landed, they landed a certain way as to like, you're not leaving the room. Um, so after once the scratching kind of died down, I kind of just, you know, turned on the lights, um, <laughs> turned on my nightlight, got out my baseball bat, and I just kind of sat there and I just kind of prayed. And it eventually stopped, but I didn't sleep that much that night. Um, but the odd thing is, is that, you know, with, with me now living with my dad, my sister still living with my mom, my sister would come over every week, every other weekend, and spend the night, hang out with me, my dad, and my stepmom. So that in particular weekend, that happened on a Saturday night, the next Sunday, um, everything's fine. I told my dad about the scratching. He just kind of laughed it off. Um, well, my sister goes home, um, back to my mom's house and she texts me that night and she's like, look, you know, your sister's acting weird. Is, is everything okay at your dad's house? And I'm like, yeah, we, we just had a great weekend. Um, you know, we just opened the pool. We were having cookout. It, it was, it was just a great weekend. And, um, I'm like, no, she's, she's totally fine. She's like, okay. I said, well, keep me posted because, um, there's some weird thing, you know, and I kind of shared what had happened the night before with my mom. She's like, Oh my gosh, you know, I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye out for, um, from some stuff here. Maybe Molly will act up, you know, I'll, I'll let you know. I said, okay. So that Tuesday she calls me and she's like, look, your sister, she's still acting really weird. She hasn't gotten any better. She's like, are you sure nothing happened at your dad's house? I said, no, nothing, nothing weird like with her. Like, I'm like, no, she was totally fine. And um, she was like, look, she's like, I don't know who this person is. She's like, she's got such a deeper voice. Her laugh is different. 
Um, and she just has this weird look in her eye about stuff. And I'm like, really? And, and, you know, here I am thinking, you know, so at the time I was 20, she's six years younger than me. She's 14. She just started a new school um, in high school. She's going through that. It's, a, it's just a difficult time in her life. Maybe she was just accepting the fact that her parents are divorced, even though it happened years ago, and that she's got two families. I don't know. I know that 14 is a tough time for, for anybody, especially little girls. Um, and I explained all that to my mom. She's like, no, this, this isn't, this is different. Um, two days later, my mom admitted or her, or she got admitted on her own. And this wasn't like my sister. My sister and I were super close. We, we played sports together and um, I coached a lot of her things. She was just this happy go lucky girl. And all of a sudden it was just, it was like a, a, a flip of the switch and she was a different person. So she's admitted um, and she's finally getting better and getting everything back on track years later. And after that night of deep scratching, um, she was a different person doing, doing things that, that, that my sister wouldn't do. Um, so I, I, I wanted to post that just to see if there was any, any insight to anything as to if anybody else had had anything like this experience, um, uh, and that sort of thing. So that was, that was, um, the most kind of disturbing one that, that, that I unfortunately had to experience. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think, you know, when I was 10, I was, I wasn't necessarily egging on, but I will always, I try to communicate back. Yeah. Um, and the same thing, it was a similar situation with this one where I was talking to my dad out loud, like, Hey, I know this is going to happen tonight. I'm going to come in your room and sleep in your room. If these weird scratches, these deep, hard scratches keep happening between the walls. Um, you know, and, and, um, I also told my dad, I was, I was coming on the show to talk to you guys about this and share my experiences. And he, he had so much to add to that so much more happened in the house. Um, you know, after my sister left for the week, you know, um, lights on and off would flicker. Um, I was away for a trip that week and, um, he thought I had came home early. He heard somebody downstairs. The dog was freaking out. And my dog was, my dog is literally the worst watchdog. Like you could break into the house and he'd be sleeping or he'd come up and, and want to be pet. But this time, hair stood up on his back. He went to the, uh, the top of the steps. It was a rancher. So he went down to the top of the steps to uh, see what was going on down there. I just started growling the hair raised up on his back. My dad went to go check it out. And he, as he's checking it out, he calms the dog down, doesn't see anything. As he's going back to the be back to bed, he gets in bed and then he looks in the hallway and he says, uh, Hey, uh, to my stepmom, are you going to come back to bed? And my stepmom's next to him and answers, We're talking about I'm already here. The lights lit up and it just was, it was, yeah, I'm getting, yeah, I didn't get to experience that, but that's something, it was pretty interesting to see because him telling that story, he was super shaken up about it because um, he's not, he's, he's a non-believer. He doesn't believe in any of that stuff. And, you know, he spent the next couple of days trying to debunk everything that could have happened to, as to what made those lights flicker or light up and then go out. It was just, it was um, a really interesting uh, experience that week and in the years to come after that. So, you know, the thinking is, is that, um, my dad's convinced that for some reason, something was attached to my sister or attached to me and then found my sister, um, who could have been going, who could have been battling all their internal things that maybe we didn't know about. Um, because they do say like certain things like to pry on the week is, is what I've heard and read and, um, learned in, in Catholic school. Um, Oh, gotcha. Thank you so much for sharing all that personal information, though. I, I, I can't imagine what that's been like. 
Have you guys ever spoken to like a medium or a psychic to try to figure out what's going on on the supernatural side? You know, we, we haven't, um, just because I'm still, even though I gave it a, a 7.5 to eight, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what could have caused all of this stuff to happen. And, you know, and I think it's, it's my subconscious telling me, Hey man, don't get too wrapped up in this. And sure. you know, my experiences in trying to figure this out or take it a step further, um, have always spooked me out, you know, with the scratching, with, um, with the thing with the instant when I was 10, trying to communicate back. Um, the gray one, the woman in black here, um, at my in-laws house, um, you know, the, the advice that I got from the Reddit page, because, you know, I Googled like, what does crouching ghost mean? Like, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out like why she's trying to hide. And, um, it seems to me like there's, there's this whole other level of consciousness with this in particular person here. Um, and that's been really interesting because, you know, my, my father-in-law is a non-believer as well. And he made eye contact with her. So now he's like fully convinced, like there's other realms out there, if that makes sense. Um, but no, to answer your question, we have it. Uh, I know my wife wants to, like, she's like, let's just do it. Let's, let's see what else is out there. But, um, you know, I'm with my sensitivities to certain things. Like I'm, I'm just so worried that if we open a door that's not meant to be open, it's, it's going to be a tough, a, t- a tough ride for the next however long. I'll just give you the highlights of it. So my wife and I, um, we've, we've been a couple for 10 years. We met when, when we were, when I was 20, she was a little older than me. Um, first time visiting up here at our house where we're currently living now. Um, I always said to her, there's, I, I feel like an older woman presence here. And she's like, you're, you're crazy. You know? And, um, I'm telling her dad the same thing. He's just laughing it off. And, um, we, uh, we moved out, we were uh, running our own place for a while and we moved back in. Um, to save some money to put a down payment down. So we've been here for the last um, two or three months and or I'm sorry, last six months, but the last two or three months things have been happening. And, um, and I think it's related to my wife being pregnant uh, with her first child, but um, I always catch, catch her out of the corner of my eye leaving rooms. Um, but my father-in-law was letting out the dogs the other night. And as he's walking down the steps, he made eye contact with this, older woman uh in like business clothes is what he said he, he he said she looked like she was in a black woman's suit and they made eye contact and when they made eye contact she crouched to hide behind the couch um and he's like oh my god like i gotta go check this out right he's like i don't want there to be like some woman intruder trying to rob us and obviously when he gets to the other side of the couch there was nobody there so at that point in time he was like oh my god rob you're right like there is something here um the other instance, you know, a few nights go by and then my, my mother-in-law is getting up to go to the bathroom um, and she's walking down the hall before bed and um, she walks in her room and the woman's standing at her nightstand and they made, they made eye contact. And as soon as they made eye contact, the same thing happened. She crouched behind the nightstand and my mother-in-law went to go check and she wasn't there. So that that's really what re- uh, led me to the Reddit page was trying to figure out like, what's going on? Like, why is this lady scared of us? Or, um, are we bothering her? Like what, why is she now making her presence known? So, um, you know, first went to Google and YouTube to figure out what crouching ghost means or woman in black crouching and and couldn't get anything out of that. So, um, I definitely wanted to share that, um, specifically because, you know, it's the most recent thing that's happened. Um, and I've never felt threatened by her. Um, it's not, I don't get weird feelings like I did when I was 20 at my dad's house. Um, but now I, I do now because it's like, why are you trying to hide? Like, that's the part that kind of spooks me out is, you know, we're here, you're here, let's just hang out. You know what I mean? But why, why be scared? 
Anyway, yeah. you know. what, what took place at this house forever ago seems like a lot of different spirits. And that's so interesting. It makes me feel like we've had guests come on that talk about how like some spirits are caught in like a time loop or maybe like stuck in one part of their life or reliving it over and over. And it sounds similar to, to that spirit that maybe you guys are seeing, which, which is crazy that I'm saying this because I don't really believe in them or I've never had a direct experience, but the fact that all of you have seen her do the same thing over and over in the same room. And Rob, that. with your Catholic background, have you guys ever thought about getting the house blessed by like a priest? Yeah, that's, um, that's a really, that's a really good point. So when I was, um, when we moved into the house, when I was 10, uh, where Molly lived, uh, we blessed that house. Uh, my mom and I went around and, uh, we had a pre priest bless it, but then we also, um, every year in the Catholic church, I think it's around springtime. If I, my memory serves me, um, they give out chalk and they bless the chalk and you're supposed to put a crucifix, um, or a cross above the, the main entrance of your door. Hmm. Um, so that's why, you know, I really think, um, uh, my mom's house was, was just this little innocent little girl for some reason stuck there. Um, we didn't bless my dad's house because, um, after he and my mom split, he kind of lost all religious beliefs. Um, and my stepmom is a hardcore non-believer in, in anything. Um, so we didn't then. Um, but I do think that it definitely would have helped to have something, you know, whether it was a crucifix there or, um, you know, outside of the one that I kept in my, in, in my room. Um, but to getting it blessed, I, I think that would have been a huge help. Um, the house we're in now is blessed. Um, my mother-in-law is, um, you know, raised my wife's, um, Catholic as well. So, you know, we, we, we partake in all the same practices I part, you know, I, I did it as a kid. Well, that all sounds pretty frightening. <laughs> Even having the little girl <laughs> running around the house, uh, seems, seems pretty scary. I how have you coped with all of that? That seems like that'd be a lot to take on. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, here recently it's, it's kind of, we, they haven't seen her and I haven't caught her out of the corner of my eyes. So things have kind of calmed down. Um, you know, it's just something that I kind of internalized and, you know, me and my wife kind of talk about it every once in a while. And just like, Hey, I wonder if she's going to come out or, um, you know, we talked about Molly and, you know, my wife got to see Molly when we didn't get to see her, but got to see, um, you know, some of her pranks that she kind of pulled when, you know, when I was a kid, but she got to see that when we first started dating. So she got to experience that as well. And, um, you know, there, there's nothing I can really do about it. You know, like I said, you know, I've, I've been really interested in taking next steps to you either help out, even though I've probably been way over my head when it comes to that, but like, um, even trying to communicate, it just was, it just made me feel, um, a little overwhelmed, um, and unprepared to do it. Um, so I kind of just lay off the, uh, trying to communicate just cause it's always freaked me out. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, there's, I haven't done too much to be honest with you. I just kind of, I'm along for the ride. And, and when the experiences happen, you know, I'll just, I, I have a journal that I, I keep everything in. And they never wanted to move from that house. I feel like I'd want to be out of there so fast. Yeah. So, uh, my mom, uh, the Molly house is on the market. Um, <laughs> My dad's house, um, he's, he's fine. Ever since that one instance happened with my sister, um, not, it's been quiet. You know, they haven't had anything happen. And then here it's, um, you know, we're trying to still feel out this uh, woman in black crouching behind the couch scenario going on. So um, for us, at least in short term, you know, we're, we're, we hope to settle on a house soon. So we'll be out and um, everybody's agreed to make sure that the new house that we get is blessed. And we, we do our whole religious thing just to make sure we're, we're good going in. Yeah. 
It sounds like your family draws in a lot of energy, maybe. I mean, the recent kick I've been on is just like energy keeps existing even after things pass away for years, even. And it just sounds like you guys are. Oh my gosh. Really susceptible. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Yeah. Especially um, the women in my life. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's something the, this other world is trying to tell me, um, uh, you know, uh, because it was Molly. Um, I don't know what the thing was at my dad's house. I don't even know if that was a, a person spirit. Um, but right. the, the one here is, is definitely a woman. So, you know, I, I don't know. I, I definitely think it does exist. And, um, you know, I appreciate you giving me a platform to, to share the story here. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been, a, it's been a wild ride for sure. Um, but it's been, it's been fun for the most part outside of the deep scratching in my dad's house. Yeah. Well, yeah. We, we appreciate you coming on and sharing your story. That was fascinating. I get, I get goosebumps sharing the story, um, especially about Molly, just cause it's so, you know, happened at such a young age and I was, yeah, I remember clear as day. So I get super nervous just even talking about it, but thank you so much. Um, you know, I, anything else I'd get, you know, I'd, I'll reach out to, uh, um, who I was corresponding with, uh, you know, over, over Reddit and over the different platforms to, you know, maybe share that with you guys somewhere down the road. All right. Awesome. Thank you so much guys. Yeah, no problem, yeah, thank man. You. Yeah, thanks Rob. Well, thanks, I hope Rob. everything goes well and congratulations on the baby. And I guess you said everything comes in 10 years, right? So at 10, you had Molly, <laughs> yeah. 20 was the your dad's house, and 30, you're getting a baby. So, yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah, I'll take it, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, Rob, well, you have a good day, okay? All right, you too. I'll see you guys. Thanks, bud. Wow. Dang, I would be a different human today if I, like, lived with demons and children, ghosts my whole life. Wow. I'm such a scaredy cat. I um, have a similar situation where i'm always losing my things and i think that someone else <laughs> is losing them so maybe i have in fact been haunted by a ghost and i just thought it was my own carelessness but who knows? i always think about where like you hear about people having like carbon monoxide leaks and mm -hmm. they think that they have like a ghost or something because like the refrigerator doors open or you know a meal has been eaten that nobody can explain or your key you know whatever and then they get their carbon monoxide checked and ends up that their levels are off and it's making them like forget stuff that they've done. Um, I don't ever want to recommend that to somebody that lived in a house for that long because like, what are they going to do about, <laughs> you know, odds are that's not what it is. Well, but. And I guess the fact that, you know, members of his family were seeing the same thing or similar things. Mm -hmm. It's very yeah, strange. It is strange. It's, I don't know. It always throws me for a little bit of a loop when people are so sure about their supernatural yeah. experiences. On the scale, did the skies move the needle for you guys at all? I, f I, feel, I feel more scared than I did before the Zoom yeah. call. I don't know if I f believe in ghosts necessarily anymore or less. I feel, yeah, I feel less um, certain about wanting to have an encounter <laughs> with a ghost just because the all of the ghost stories we've been hearing more recently have been really dark. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, you know, in my mind, I, I still want to, I mean, I guess Molly was kind of fun. She played pranks and hijinks. Kind of like Casper the ghost a little yeah. bit. Yeah. I just want to play. I kind of yeah. want to be haunted by, by like that ghost. That's I'm already losing my keys. So if a ghost is moving around for me, Honestly, sure. That'll I be fun. I feel like JJ's always had, as prankster goes that sticks around with him just to play jokes. Okay. 
I have a new goal. Let's find one of these priests that like goes to homes and blesses them and does all that stuff. I, I would yeah. love to get like a super hardcore Catholic priest on that has like a defined opinion of the supernatural. Yeah. I think they're very secretive about it. Oh, really? Well, that might make it harder. <laughs> all right. Super core. Super core. Super <laughs> hardcore. All you hardcore Catholic priests listening in on our podcast. <laughs> Hey, we have a couple people in Ireland that listen. There's probably a lot of Catholic priests there, right? Is I don't, I don't probably know. statistically the likelihood is that you know maybe one of them is a Catholic priest. Well, guys, we're glad that you were able to listen to another episode of the Real Hauntings podcast. Hopefully, we can keep finding cool, weird, fun, scary, enlightening, not enlightening ghost stories for you all to listen to. We're kind of running the gamut on everything these days. But yeah, hope everybody's doing well. We know everything's kind of crazy right now. Um, Everybody's staying safe. On that note, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ Crable. And I'm Kat. Woo! Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.